Blog Talk Radio.
on the international side and all that good stuff, but I can peep over there and see they unpack game like sardines on the international side. Ready to hear some more of the piece of dedication day number two. So when you, when you meet the young lion with a loud voice, you say, young lion, brother Titus Israel, one of them young up-and-coming teachers out of Camp 1. Y'all probably bitch that see you right here. Y'all probably bet you there. See ya, Israel of Seed Roy. Hallelujah. Hallelujah there, young man. Well, I see I see you got the got the right spirit ready to get in where you fit in at. So um and that's a great thing. So let's look at um second day of the feast day. And let's look right down where it says in Luke chapter twelve. Verse number 12. What is that we can read out of Luke 12, verse 12 there, young man? The book of Luke, chapter 12, verse 12 reads, For the righteous spirit shall teach you at the same hour what you ought to say. Mm-hmm. And at the very same hour, the righteous spirit will teach you what you ought to say. He'll give it to you, but but he but he says some things he says about his righteous spirit in Matthew chapter thirteen verse thirteen. There, young man, Matthew thirteen thirteen and thirty four and thirty five. He says something about his righteous spirit. Let's talk about it, Matthew thirteen thirteen and thirty four and thirty five. What does it say there? The book of Matthew. Chapter 13, verse 13, verse 34, 35. Matthew chapter 13, verse 13 reads, Therefore speak I to them in parables, because they see it, see not, and hear it. They hear not, neither do they understand. Verse 34 and 35. All these things spake, Yahweh the Son, unto the multitude and parables. And without a parable, spake he not unto them. Verse 35 reads, Then it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the seer, saying, I will open my mouth in a parable. I will utter things which have been kept secret from the foundation of the world. He said, he said I'm going to utter what has been kept secret since the foundation of the world. And if some things have been kept secret from you, and our job is to reveal what has been kept secret from you since the foundation of the world. So I, I wonder what has been kept secret from you since the foundation of the world. I wonder what can we read that have been kept secret from you since the foundation of the world. I wonder what can we read. Let's see what we can read about what else, what has been kept secret from you. In the book of Hosea, young line, in the book of Hosea, let's, let's find out what has been kept secret. We're going to Hosea chapter 12. Let's see what has been kept secret from you. Since the foundation of the world. 
Hosea chapter 12, and we look at verse 10 and verse 13. Let's see it say in verse 10 and 13. The book of Hosea, the seer, chapter 12, verse 10 and verse 13. Hosea the seer, chapter 12, verse 10 reads, I have also spoken by the seer. I have multiplied vision and used similitudes by the ministry of the seers. Verse 13. And by a seer, Yahweh brought Israel out of Egypt, bondage. And by a seer was he preserved. Mm-hmm. So we find out what been kept secret from you that as long as Yahweh's order is not in order, then we'll never figure this thing out. He says, what they kept secret from, from you is that by a seer I brought the children of 12 tribes out of Egypt. And by a seer, um, he said that I multitude vision and use similitude, I compare one thing to another. And the only ministry in the Bible, according to Hosea 10, is the ministry of the seers. Because Yahweh only Yahweh. does business with the seers of the Bible. See, that's, see, that's, that's a big secret that has been kept away from us, but we pay that no never mind. By a seer, now look what it says one more again in verse 13. 12, 13 again. The book goes there to see it, chapter 12. Verse 13 reads, And by a seer, Yahweh brought Israel out of Egypt. And by a seer was he preserved. So, for this great ground stretch to work again, we're going we to have to suck it up and understand one thing, that in Malachi 3, verse 6, what it says in Malachi 3, verse 6. Go on to the book of Malachi, the seer, chapter 3, verse 6. For I am Yahweh, I change not. Therefore you sons of Israel are not consumed. You said I don't change. So if you want to know what we got to do today, you look back at yesterday because he don't change. And as, as he told Melchizedek to see you don't change, then he came in the body himself. Then he left, but he left Paul with some information, and Paul pulled that verse in 13, verse 89. Paul made a found statement in the 13th chapter of Hebrews, verse 89. So Paul, he got to the great big temple of the southern kingdom, and Peter told uh, Paul, Go stand on that uh, milk crate and holler in that microphone and do your part, Paul. So Paul was at the great big temple called the Southern Kingdom. And look what he said in verse 13, verse 8 and 9. 
What do you say that young line, 13 verse 89 of Hebrews? What do you say? Book of Hebrews, chapter 13, verse 8 and verse 9. Hebrews chapter 13, verse 8 reads, Y'all call us up, the same, yesterday, and today, and forever. Verse 9, be not carried away with diverse and strange teachings, but it is a good thing that the mind be established with grace, not with meat, which have not profited them, that have been occupied therein. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll read that again, Yama. I kind of missed that right there. Read that again. Hebrews chapter 13, verse 9 reads, be not carried away with the verse hold on, eight. Hold on, hold on, young lion. Hold on, young lion. Hold on. Be listening. Don't don't get too caught up in your feelings, there, young lion. Be listening real carefully. Uh, when you read, make sure you you know you you read smooth for the same token. Don't be where you don't see your environment, where you can see it might cut in any given time. So read smooth, but keep the ears open. Hebrews 13, verse 8 and verse 9. What did it say? The book of Hebrews, chapter 13, verse 8 and verse 9. the the same yesterday and today and forever. Verse 9. Be not carried away with the verse and strange teaching, but it is a good thing that the mind be established with grace, Mercy, not with me, which have not been profited, death that have been occupied therein. Mm-hmm. He said, he is saying yesterday, but don't get caught up with diverse, different type of teaching. He's trying to tell you, don't get caught up. If he don't change from generation to generation, he don't change. So if he don't change, and he, and he let us know he's going to sit the president by his fear. So if you're going to be delivered out of this captivity, it must come by the program that he got. So that got to be clear. So what we have to do in the book of Ephesians chapter 4, 1 down to verse 4, and skip down to 12, verse 14. So we got to be very careful on how we respond and remember, Yahweh always start from the top and work his way down. So you got to be clear, he don't change. If you won't know what Yahweh doing today, you look back at yesterday. Now this piece of dedication was, was a, it started off to be in 145 B.C. when the other nations taken over. Judah, Benjamin, Levite, Simeon, Southern Kingdom. They're tucking over. They're taking it over. But remember, the reason why any nation takes away because your Yahweh be mad at you. Matter of fact, I'll get a precept on it. Hold that point where be reading that young line. I want to go to Judas chapter 5. I'm going to go to the book of Judas. And, and, and what happened, Hodapar's 
he said to those that was a spy that he was nursing about these people's children of the book. So he made a statement about the children of the book. He want to know the children that were in the mountains. He was he want to know about the children in the mountains. That's what he want to know. He said, why, when I showed up with my great big old army, why didn't the, the children of the mountains come down and fall all down and worship me? He said, why didn't, why didn't they do that? He said, I want to know, and y'all tell me quick. And the Canaanites started talking about this situation of young lions. They started talking big time when the king said, listen, y'all got to tell me something. And I want to know exactly what's going on. He said, now, I'm here, but the children of the ones in the mountains over there, they, they, they came down and fall down to worship me. Now, I want to know what's going on. Let's go to the book of Judas, chapter 5, verse 1, young line. And I want to read a little bit of this story because one thing about it, if Yahweh don't change, the same way you got off in the captivity is the same way you got to come out of this captivity. So the fear's responsibility is to show you exactly how it's so important for you to keep the law, statutes, and commandments because if you don't, you're going to fall up into this trance you're in right now. You wonder why you're taking three steps up and five backwards. So let's we'll talk about it right now. Let's look at what happened in the book of Judas chapter 5. And we'll, let's, get, let's get a little read in verse 1. And then, because they're they going to compare you to a people, and all they can compare you to is people, you must look like these people. Five verse one, what it say? Let's read a little bit. The book of Judas, chapter five, verse one, read. Then was it declared until Halathini, the chief captain of the army of Asher, that the children of Israel had prepared for war and had shut up the passages of the hill country and had fortified all the tops of the high hills and made Epitomates in the Champagne country. Verse 2. Wherewith he was very angry and cut all the princes of Moab and the captains of Amon and all the governors of the sea coast. Verse 3. And he said unto them, Tell me now, you sons of Canaan, who are this people? In what dwelleth in the hill country? And what are the cities that they inhabited? And what is the multitude of their army? And where is their power and strength? And what king is set over them, or captain of their army? Verse 4. Why have they determined not to come to meet me more than all the inhabitants of the West? Verse 5. Then said Achor, the captain of all the sons of Amon, let my Yahweh now hear a word from my mouth of your servant, and I will declare to you the truth concerning this people which dwelleth near you and inhabited the hill countries 
and there shall no lie come out of the mouth of your servant. Verse 6, these people are descended of the Chaldeans. Verse 7, and they sojourn heretofore to Mesopotamia, because they would not follow the Yahweh's of their fathers, which are in the land of Chaldea. Verse 8, for they left the way of their fathers and worshipped the Yahweh of heaven, the Yahweh whom they knew. So they cast them out from the face of their Yahweh. And they Hold that point. fled to me. Hold that point. Hold that point, y'all Now, you, you, hear, you hear what, what he say? First of all, he, he, he compared you to the sinners of Ham. They compare you to the sinners of Ham, a dark race mm-hmm. of people. Not only that, he said, you know, the reason why they get, they get themselves in trouble is because they left the way of their forefathers and mothers. Is that what happened to them? They, see, whenever we leave the way of our forefathers and mothers, then we are whip on the crapshoot. See, when you lead the way of your forefathers, but you got to know who you are as a people. Because you are left the way of your forefathers. And once you lead the way of the knowledge of your forefathers, then you're going to follow the, the law statutes of the world. And mm-hmm. that, that is definitely you, the children of Israel, 12 tribes. He said, now what happened to them? They left the ways that was presented to them in their records. Is that what he say? So now, with that understanding, at verse eight, the conversation continue on. And uh, verse number nine, continue that conversation in verse nine, that young man. Judas chapter five, verse nine. Now, there Yahweh commanded them to depart from the place where they sojourn and to go into the land of Canaan, where they dwell, and where it creeps with gold and silver, and with very much cattle. Verse 10, And when a famine covered all the land of Canaan, they went down to Egypt, and sojourned there, while they were nourished, and became there a great multitude, so that one could not number their nation. Verse 11, Therefore the king of Egypt, rose up against them and dwelt subtility with them and brought them low with laboring and brick and made them slaves. Mm-hmm. Now, 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 I, now, hold on, now, hold on, hold on, I, I want to deal with that a little bit. Now, how do the other nations know your history better than you know your history? Now, mm-hmm. the world knows your history better than you. Now, you see, they say about you, now, this was the Ammonites and the Ammonites, the Moabites and the Ammonites, Chinese and Japanese today. Tell me, why do everybody know your records, but you don't know your records? Hmm? What don't happen? See, that's something we got to take a look at. Why do the world know your records, but 
you don't know your own records because you don't know who you are. And that's one of the greatest mysteries in teaching. And that's what we were saying earlier about the mysteries. See, as long as you continue to follow every trend that the other nations set up, you're going to remain in this poverty in the brain. Now, give me that book called Thomas, verse 3. Now, Thomas is the beloved there, young man. Now, Thomas said something after Yahweh sitting down and talked with him, the book of Thomas. In verse 3, this is what he was having a conversation with. Yahweh was having a conversation with, with Thomas. He had a conversation with him in the book of Thomas. And what did they say in verse 3 there, young line? Let's talk about verse 3. Come on. All right. Gospel of Thomas. The covenant of covenants. Verse 3 reads, Yahweh the Son said, And those who lead you say to you, Lo, the kingdom is in heaven. The birds of heaven will precede you. If they say to you, It is in the sea, then the fish will precede you. Rather, the kingdom is in within you. And outside you, when you know yourself, then will you be known, and you will know that you are the sons of the living Father. But if you do not know yourself, then you are in poverty, and you yourselves are the poverty. Mm-hmm. He said, and that poverty is you. See, when you don't know yourself, yourself Everybody know about you. That means every story will work for you because you do not know yourself. And there you go right there. Now you see the Chinese and Japanese was talking to the king, Big Dig and Jerry. He said, who are these people? Everybody else came out and bowed down to me. But some people over there in the hillside in that mountain, they didn't do so. He said, what kind of people is that? They won't come out and bow down and skin and grin while the big king is here. You know, so so everybody know your 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 history. But we don't know we don't know our own history. Because we don't even think we is a nation of people. That's the point. We don't know that we are a nation of people. We don't even know it. I bring Mother D up here in the emphasis in take number two or the piece of dedication. See, we don't know that we are a nation to, even today, but we disenfranchised in the brain. We disenfranchised in the brain. Because if, if we knew that all the good benefits that's coming to us, if we organize the way the Bible tells us to organize, and Yahweh made plain what he could do. We're going to read that. Let's just bring Mother D up Israel in the Ephesus on the night, second day of the Feast of Dedication, by saying, Mother D up Israel, one of the mothers out of Camp 1. Yahweh did your seed royal. Yahweh bless you, seer Israel of Sea royal. Hallelujah, Yahweh. 
Chronicles chapter 16, verse 2 reads, And when David had made an end of offering the burnt offerings and the peace offerings, he blessed the peoples in the name of Yahweh. Y-S-W-A. Sixteen, eight through seventeen. You say. Mm-hmm. 
Okay, verse right. 8. Verse 8. Give thanks unto Yahweh. Call upon his name. Make known his deeds among the people. Verse 9. Sing unto him. Sing psalms unto him. Talk you of all his wonderful works. Verse 10. Honor you in his righteous name. Let the mind of them rejoice that seek Yahweh. Verse 11. Seek Yahweh and his strength. Seek his face continuously. Verse 12. Remember his marvelous works that he has done, his wonders and the judgments of his mouth. 13. O oh, you seed of Israel, his servants, you children of Israel, his chosen one. 14. He is Yahweh, Abu Yahweh. His judgments are in all the earth. Verse 15. Be you mindful always of his covenant, the words which he commanded. To a thousand generations. Verse 16. Even of the covenant which he made with Abraham and of his oath unto Isaac. Verse 17. And has confirmed the same to Israel for a law and to Israel for an everlasting covenant. Mm-hmm. He said, you got to remember the covenant. And the covenant was made with the children of Israel by an everlasting covenant. So he let you know, you yeah, have to remember these things. So if you don't remember these things, that, that you are the people of this book, and you in an everlasting covenant with him, an everlasting covenant with him, that's what you're in with him. You you in an everlasting covenant with him, and we're going to preach up that, mother, in the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 5. See, this is what we have to tell our loved ones, that we are the children of Israel, the people of the book, and we're not in a cameo covenant. We're in what you call a Everlasting covenant. And this right here is what we have to tell our loved ones that our position is an everlasting covenant. So, mother, in the Deuteronomy chapter 5, verse 1, can you have to see out in verse 5, verse 1, then skip down to 27 to 29. Let's see what it says. And Deuteronomy 5, verse 1. Let's get verse 1 out of the way. Then, then I think I want to stop off at uh, verse 12 and 13. Deuteronomy 5. You going, you going in and out. I can't hear. Huh? Okay, Deuteronomy You say Deuteronomy. Yeah. Deuteronomy 5, verse 1. Then skip down to 12 and 13. 
Deuteronomy chapter 5, verse 1, verse 12 and 13. That's right. Deuteronomy, Deuteronomy chapter 5, verse 1. And Moses called all Israel and said unto them, Hear, O Israel, the statutes and judgments which I speak in your ear this day, that you may learn them and keep and do them. Verse 12, keep the Sabbath day to sanctify it as Yahweh, your Yahweh, has commanded you. Verse 13, six days you shall labor and do all your work. So you see, so you see, the Sabbath day, the regular Sabbath day, the high day, Sabbath day, it is a commandment for the children of Israel, the children of the book, to keep it. See, that is a commandment from the Almighty told to Moses to tell the elders that the Sabbath day, sundown Friday, sundown Saturday, is a day you keep. And on feast days, it's a day that you keep. Mm. It's a commandment to keep these yeah, days. Well. You can't cameo these days. This is what you've been built for and put in this uh, situation today that you're in to remember the law, statutes, and commandments. You're not doing it because six locations is open for your convenience. It is a commandment for you to keep this if you want any uh, mercy on him at a time appointed. This is a commandment to keep these days. Skip down to verse 16. Look what it says in 16, mother. I tell you what, verse 15 makes it sound good. Read verse 15 just verse. to make it sound good. 15 and 16. Just to make All it right. sound good. 15 and 16. All right. Um, Deuteronomy chapter 5, verse 15 and 16. Verse 15. And remember that you was a servant in the land of Egypt, and that Yahweh, your Yahweh, brought you out him through a mighty hand and by a stretched out arm. Therefore, Yahweh, your Yahweh, commanded you to keep the Sabbath day. Verse 16, honor your father and your mother as Yahweh, your Yahweh has commanded you that your days may be prolonged and that it may go well with you in the land which Yahweh, your Yahweh, gives you. Let's get down to verse 22 out of verse 24, and young line, pick up verse uh, 25 to 29. So now listen. So you see, the seer's job is to, is to tell you what the Bible says. That's up to you to hear this word and be a doer of the word. The Sabbath day, these days, it is a commandment from Yahweh to not only know about them, hear about them, but do Because you are the sign for those that come behind you. So if you're not keeping the Sabbath day and you're not doing them, 
sundown Friday, sundown Saturday, and keeping the feast days that's written in this Bible, then, then really that makes you a hypocrite if you open your mouth about a Bible. That makes you a straight-up hypocrite because you got to lead by example. This is something that we got to do if you want Yahweh to be seen over you at your uh, appointed need. See, it's good to know your high mighty one is going to be seen over you because one day you might need him, right? But he going to look at this book and say, since you didn't pay me no never mind, why should I pay you in the never mind? See? Like what's going on? So now listen, after he told Moses all his great conversations, and look what happened, and Yahweh showed his power. 22 down to verse 24. What did it say there, Mother? Deuteronomy chapter 5, verse 22 to 24. 22. These words, Yahweh spake unto all, I mean, Yahweh spake unto all your assembly and the mount out of the midst of the fire, of the cloud, and of the thick thick smoke, amen, of the thick darkness with a great voice. And he added no more. And he wrote them in two tablets of stone and delivered them unto me. Verse 23. And it came to pass when you heard the voice out of the midst of the darkness for the mountain did burn with fire, that you came near unto me, even all the heads of your tribes and your elders, 24. And you said, Behold, Yahweh, our Yahweh, has shown us his greatness, and his greatness, and we have heard his voice. Out of the midst of the fire, we have seen this day that Yahweh doeth talk with man, and he liveth. Live, live. Mm-hmm. Read verse twenty-four again. Twenty-four again. Deuteronomy five. Deuteronomy five twenty-four. And you said, Behold, Yahweh, our Yahweh has shown us his greatness and his greatness, and we have heard his voice out of the midst of the fire. We have seen this day that Yahweh does talk with man, and he lives. What 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 is it? What is the people call call this man a, a mother? What do they call this man that wanted to hear his voice? What 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 name did they call this man? In verse twenty four. What name did they call him? They call him Yahweh. Yeah, that was They call this man that they heard this great voice. They call him Yahweh from four letters. He said, we heard his great voice, and, and this Yahweh spoke to man. 
43. I am come in my father's name, and you receive me not. If another shall come in his own name, him you will receive. He said, uh, and when I came, I came in my father's name. So remember, whoever is talking in Deuteronomy 524, they said we heard the great voice of YHWA. That was what they heard. And he just said, when I came in the body, I came in my father's name. That's what he said. So now we're going to get another precept on that, mother, for edifying the national audience about about this man that they say, uh, we heard his great voice. And this day that Yahweh does talk with man, and he lives. He lives. So now we go on to St. John chapter 5, verse 36 and 37, mother. We say we already in St. John 5, 4, 3. Just back up a little bit and look at 5, 36 and 37. We want to see can we pull out something on this great mystery. St. John mm-hmm. 5, verse 36 and 37. What does it say? St. John chapter 5, verse 36 and verse 37. Verse 36. But I have greater witness than that of John for the works which the Father has given me to finish, the same works that I do bear witness of me that the Father has sent me, 37, and the Father himself, which have sent me, has bore witness of me. You have neither heard his voice at any time, neither seen his shape. So you see what he said here? He said, mm-hmm. now the children of Israel is saying, we heard the great voice, and he do talk with man. But then he telling his father's called disciples, 
you ain't heard the Bible's voice at any time or seen it shake. So if, if that's the case, if we really want a high horse this verse in 524, young line, how how will we really bring this bring out the flavor on the Yahweh that's talking to the children of Israel about keep the Sabbath day Hey, it is a commandment to you to do it, showing mercy on a thousand generations to the fourth generation, all that good stuff. So what Yahweh is making all these statements to the children of Israel that they heard, if we want to really raise the level up on teaching and bring out the mystery, you know, when we read 524, Let's see, can you bring that out for the national audience, exactly what's going on when you're edifying? Because see, what you're doing now, you're getting prepared for the school that will be. And you've got to be able to teach and enlighten the children of Israel and show them the mysteries of the Bible. See, it is a great mystery. The mystery is in 524. What's the mystery of 524, young lion? Just take your time and read that. Let me see you uh, high horse that and bring it out. 524, come on. Back to the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 5, verse 24. Yes. Book of Deuteronomy, chapter 5, verse 24, read. And you said, Behold, Yahweh, Yahweh's son, our Yahweh, has showed us his greatness. And it's great. We have heard his voice of the midst of fire. We have seen this day that Yahweh, Yahweh's son, do talk with man, and he lives. Then you can't touch that. 
You might as well read the way you see it and keep it going. But when you got the right spirit on you, read the way it is because you dare them to say something because you'll put some precept on them. And when you precept on them, that's the game changer. Now, in the book of Exodus, there, young line, chapter 3, Moses is going to say something, and we won't know what he's going to say that we can read. He's going to make a final statement, and we want to find out what do we say for edifying the national is what he say to them. Now, I'm looking for a specific statement he's going to make in Exodus chapter 3. Moses is going to say something to him. He's going to say something. And I want to find out what he say in verse 13. Listen to this, what, what Moses say to him, and we know who the him is with the precept. 313, what does it say? The second book of the law, the book of Exodus, chapter 3, verse 13, read. And Moses said to Yahweh, Yahweh the son, Behold, when I come into the children of Israel, and shall say unto them, Yahweh of your fathers has sent me unto you. And they shall say to me, What is his name? And what shall I say unto them? You see that? So now Moses is asking a question. When I come before the children of Israel, because when they was in Egypt, they was in Egypt at that time, they served many false Yahweh. They had a cow, the moon, sun. They had many. So he said, look here. But when I come before the children of Israel, I ask the question, what, what is your name? They don't ask me, what name, what name is this one right here you talk about, Moses? Because remember, the children of Israel, it was in captivity. Let's see what, what he respond by saying in verse 6. What did he respond by saying in verse 6 there, young man? Exodus chapter 3, verse 6 reads, and it reads, Moreover, he said, I am Yahweh of your father, Yahweh of Abraham, Yahweh of Isaac, and Yahweh of Israel. And Moses hid his face, and he was afraid to look upon Yahweh. So you see that? So he gave Moses an answer. He gave Moses an answer. Verse 13. Verse 13, and Moses said to Yahweh, Yahweh the son, Behold, when I come into the children of Israel, and shall say unto them, Yahweh of your fathers has sent me unto you, and they shall say to me, What is his name? What shall I say unto them? Mm-hmm. Verse 15, Moses answered and Yahweh, Yahweh the son said, Moreover, unto Moses, thus shall you say unto the children of Israel, Yahweh of your fathers, Yahweh of Abraham, Yahweh of Isaac, and Yahweh of Israel, has sent me unto you. This is my name forever, and this is my memorial unto all generations. Mm-hmm. Four verse five. Exodus, chapter 4, verse 5 reads, 
that they may believe that Yahweh, Yahweh the son, Yahweh their father, Yahweh of Abraham, Yahweh of Isaac, and Yahweh of Israel have appeared unto you. You see that? So now we clear with the precept and understanding that the Yahweh of the Bible that spoke to the children of Israel was Yahweh the son. When you precept your Bible, and he say Father's name. So when they say, well, we can't find Yahweh the Son in the Bible, then we tell them plainly because you haven't read Genesis 1-1. You can pick up Yahweh the Son in Genesis 1, verse 1. That's if you understand the mysteries and you got the right spirit on you, you will see Yahweh the Son in Genesis Chapter 1, verse 1. Bring him out, young man. Go on to the, the book of Genesis. The book of Genesis, chapter 1. Verse 1 reads, In the beginning, Yahweh the Son created the heaven and the earth. See, in the beginning, Yahweh the Son created the heaven and the earth. Now, give me a precept on that in 3, verse 9. I'll be teasing. See, when you precept your Bible, that's when you know you can recognize what people supposed to be teaching you. You don't talk a good game. That's yeah, the Bible. Uh, read. She's talking as old with now. So we find out the one that gave these laws, statutes, and commandments to, to keep them was Yahweh the Son and by order of Yahweh the Father. So, and we find out that Yahweh the Son is the one that created the heavens and the earth. And now we'll get a precept on that in 3 verse 9. And listen, that's why it's so important about getting in where you've been in at. Land, school, banquet hall, radio station. It's time for us, or the children of Israel bloodline, to step it up a little bit. It's time now to understand that you on the clock on these hours right now to... Get in where you've been in at and putting your brick in and doing all you can for the land, school, banquet hall, and the radio station. Because this is the time. See, the seer's job is to remind you of your great responsibility. And if you're not contributing to this, you is only got, you got a Baruch spirit in the 45th chapter. But I'm going to tell you, it's going to backfire on you when it's time of the judgment. So you're going to ask you, what part did you do when it comes down to kill hours? I sent my seed to tell you, it's time to buckle up, buttercup. Time to get in where you've been in at. It's time to release these people in the brain. Look at, look at our people right now. Right now, this pagan holiday called Christmas, where they got it on the on December 25th, look how many look how many peoples right now is crying because mama didn't give me no toy. Mama didn't, and, and didn't give me no, we don't have no Christmas trees. See? We didn't get no gifts. Then, you, then your neighbors would laugh at you. What, you, what your mom and dad would get you? They didn't give me nothing. See it? And they're signifying on right now. Mm-hmm. Then, then, then Big Bob be down there, you know, uh, listen to, she come down <laughs> the stairs, if the, the God of Big Bob down there, 
said, what did what did what did uh uh little Ricky do for the babies for Christmas? No, he he didn't do nothing for Christmas. We didn't, we didn't get nothing. What kind of man is that? You mean that man didn't buy babies nothing for Christmas? What kind of man you got? Get in his car. Let's go to let's go to toss uh toss a lesson and get them all they need. Then you come back downstairs and you just be with me and take him at the cousin keep the babies. Yes, that's right. So he takes away. One night stand, now you got baby look like somebody else. All because of misunderstanding <laughs> what the you see that? That's the that's what your preachers have did for you. Taking your tithes, free will off and donation. Never telling you that December twenty fifth. It's got nothing to do with no Christmas vines, Christmas trees, and the man is telling you it's the man that created the heaven and earth. Okay? He never kept no Christmas trees, uh, cards. He kept the dedication. That's what he kept. And not only that, in Ephesians 3 9, what did he do in 3 9 there? You know what I'm saying? What, what, what did the Father say that the Son did in 3 verse 9? The book of Ephesians, chapter 3, verse 9 reads, And to make all men see, all men see, what is the fellowship of the mystery, which from the beginning of the world had been hid in Yahweh the Father, who created all things by Yahweh the Son. Mm-hmm. And he created all things by Yahweh the Son. So Father told the Son to create all things, he gave him the anointing to go down and take care of all the business. He came in the Father's name. So when we read Hebrews 1.1, listen to what's written, and look, and look what he says that he did in Hebrews 1 verse 1. Listen to what he said he did in Hebrews 1.1. One, one. Go on to the book of Hebrews, chapter 1, verse 1 reads, Yahweh. Who had sundry times in the first matter, spake in time past unto the Father by the field. Verse 2. See that? Had in these last days. That's it. Huh? That's it. That's one. Read verse 1 again, and young man. I want to comment on verse 1. Look, read verse 1 again. Book of Hebrews, chapter 1, verse 1. Yahweh, Yahweh the Son, who had sundry times in the first matter, spake in time past unto the Father by the sea. He spoke to your fathers by the sea. Did you hear the man say in, in sundry times, how the message got to the children of Israel, he spoke to the seers to get it to your fathers. See, that's one of the greatest mysteries in teaching. Paul came to the great big temple and let you know exactly how this thing worked. And time passed when he had something to say to get to the children of Israel, 12 tribes. He told it to his seers to get it to the fathers. And the father was the elders. That's how it happened. Remember, you don't, if you don't know what he's doing today, when he had something to say, he talked to his 
service the fears. And they got it to the fathers. That is in one one. Read one more time the one one and mother dear Israel held me four eighteen or Luke waiting on me. Four eighteen waiting on me. So when he has something to say, see you have to oh, have this information of Luke. So you got to have this information. And you gotta, uh, like the saying, old saying, you gotta fake it till you can make it. You got to, you, you got to fake it till you can make it, and then when you catch, when you got it, you roll with it, huh? So I'm the, nothing for the astonish none of us out of six anointed camps that we bring on the table. You know, we, we gotta know how to suck it up yeah, and be prepared and fake it till you can make it, huh? Mm-hmm. Because, like I said again, we teach spirit led from Yahweh. We don't know where we're going. And we don't know what title to put on the lesson, but we know it's take number two. We're going to talk about dedication shortly. But he'll send you the way he wants you to go. It's up to you to be able to be prepared to deal with this because a great work will be done by Yahweh's bosses of a true Israelite, the six anointed camp, when we unlock the brains of the scattered Israelites. Again, take two of the dedication. It has nothing to do with a Merry Christmas or a thank you card, a Christmas card, the dedication have nothing to do with it. So when you jump down and read St. John 10, 21, 22, and 23, you find out soundly that 21, 22, and 23 is talking about the dedication which Yahweh kept. He wasn't going to the temple to receive no gifts. <laughs> he was going to listen to the conversation on that great whooping that was put on Esau and his five cents, five sons, and the neighboring nation that joined in. That's what he was celebrating on December 25th. Mr. Preachers, you got to tell the people the, the truth about the Bible sooner or later. You see, your time's going to run out. That's up to you. Now, um, what you getting ready to read, young man? I'll read it all. Uh, the book of Hebrews, uh, chapter 1, verse 1, again. Okay, go ahead. Book of Hebrews, chapter 1, verse 1. Yahweh, Yahweh the Son, who at sundry times in the first matter spake in time past unto the Father by the seers. Death. One of the greatest messages in teaching. You thought you thought you thought that he spoke to your pastor. He ain't told your pastor Jack. You thought he talked to your bishop. He ain't told your mm-hmm. bishop Jack. You thought he talked to the Pope. He ain't told the Pope Jack. That's who he talked to in time past even the present, through the seers. Remember, he don't change. Keep that in your mind. What you reading that mother in 418 of Luke? Luke chapter 4, verse 18 reads, The spirit of Yahweh is upon me, because he has anointed me to teach the word, the covenant, to the poor. He has sent me to heal the broken-minded, to 
teach deliverance to the captive and recovering the sight to the blind. Set at liberty them that are bruised. Now, he don't say a whole lot of precepting in that. Now look, what he now, look, now, look what he got. Now, the average ministry, they, they, leave that, they leave that on the table. Now, look at all that work. Now, look what he, he said. The Father has sent him to take care of his business with him. Now, that's a whole lot of work in there. Now, you see, well, if you don't know how to precept your father, you, you remember, I got a table for the National Army say. Read that again, Mother. I, I'm going to take a note on all the things that the Father sent him to do. I'm going to take a note on it. I want to, you know, I'm a great note taker. So I want to write down exactly what he was sent to do. Now, we gonna, and we're going to cover every last one of these bases that he was covered to do. 418 again, Mother. Let's see. Let's talk about it again. Come on. Luke chapter 4, verse 18. The spirit of Yahweh is upon me because he has anointed me to teach the covenant to the poor. He has sent me to heal the broken-minded, to teach deliverance to the captive and recovering the sight to the blind to set at liberty them that are bruised. Nah, nah, nah. That's a whole lot of... In that verse 18, you know, I love to see one of the six anointed camps just really just right back and just go to town on this. But one thing about it, that I know the city got to put it out there first, and then they got to be able to go, go to town behind it. And that's what it's supposed to be. He says, what? the spirit of Yahweh was up on me. That's what say. That's number one. What spirit was up on him? Um, mother, if you can read it, 123 of Proverbs. What spirit was up on him, Mother? And Proverbs 123. What spirit was up on him was up on him? Okay. To the spirit of Yahweh, the Father was up on me. What spirit was up on him, Mother? We can read him in Proverbs one twenty-three. Proverbs chapter one verse twenty-three. Turn you at my reproof. Behold, I will pour out my spirit unto you. I will make known my words unto you. So the spirit that was up on him by the was, of the father was his what, mother? His word. The father's word was up on him. Now, that's number one. And it says, because he have anointed me to teach yeah. the covenant to the poor. Mm. So now you see you see what he was anointed by the father to do this, to teach the covenant to the poor? Now, mm-hmm. what poor is he talking about? 1432 of Isaiah. What poor? Number two. The covenant to, to the poor. What poor that we can read 
and Isaiah fourteen thirty-two, mother. Isaiah chapter 14, verse 32. What shall one then answer the messengers of the nations that Yahweh has founded Judah and the poor of his people shall trust in it? So, so mother, who is he calling the poor of his people according to 1432?
Huh? We'll out. 30 to 32, what it say? And 44. What it say there, young man? Book of Luke, chapter 24, 30 to 32, verse 44. Luke, chapter 24, verse 30, read. And it came to pass as he sat at meat with them. He took bread and blessed it and broke it, gave it to them. Verse 31. And their eyes were open, and they knew him, and he vanished out of their sight. Verse 32, and they said one to another, did not our mind burn within us while he talked with us by the way and while he opened to us the scriptures? Hmm. Verse 44. Hold on, hold on y'all, man. Hold on. So you see what you got to do? You got to make their mind burn. So y'all you got to open up the You got to make their mind burn. So when you send your classes to come, you got to make their mind burn by opening up to them the scripture. You see? So that is what we got to do. We this is called a rehearsal. Uh, mother, a hey, mother dear of Israel. So what we doing is a Judges five eleven mother, a hey, mother mother dear of Israel. So all we we come this broadcast. All we doing is the Judges 5:11. What is that, Mother? 5:11. What we doing? Okay. Judges chapter five, verse eleven. They that are delivered from the noise of archers in the palace. Of drawing water, there shall they rehearse the righteous act of Yahweh, even the righteous acts towards the inhabitation of his village in Israel. Then shall the people uh-huh. of Yahweh go down to the gate. That means that means that means you're heading back to the kingdom at a time appointed. He said, but what we got to do is rehearse the righteous act. See, when we call this broadcast, we got to rehearse the righteous act. Precept that mother, 625 of Deuteronomy. What is the righteous act we're going to rehearse? Deuteronomy 625. So now when we, when we sit among the congregations, we got to rehearse the righteous act, and we got to make their mind burn by opening up to them the scriptures. That's mm-hmm. how you rehearse the righteous act. And the righteous act is a biblical answer in Deuteronomy 6.25. What righteous act mm-hmm. that we got to rehearse? What is that, Mother? Deuteronomy 6.25, come on. Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 25. And it shall be our righteousness if we observe to do all these laws. Before Yahweh, our Yahweh, as he has commanded us. It's a commandment for us to rehearse the righteous act and do the laws, statutes, and the commandments. That's what we have to pass on to our loved ones, the laws, statutes, and the commandments. See, that's what we got to pass on, the laws, statutes, and commandments. Young mm-hmm. mind. 24, 44, what it say? Oh, Luke. Book of Luke, 
chapter 24, verse 44, read. And he said unto them, These are the words which I spake unto you while I was yet with you, that all these things must be fulfilled, which are written in the law of Moses and in the seers and the sons concerning me. You see that? He said, all I'm doing is speaking to you is what's already written. That's all we're doing. We're speaking to you what's already written. We ain't going outside of past 96 A.D. because any story about you said he said after 96 A.D., he ain't said it. That's when Satan take over. From 400, from 4004 B.C. to speaking to Adam, to 96 A.D., the closing of John, after 96 A.D., his story was told. Anything come after 96 A.D. is not from him, it's from Satan the devil. Christmas came after 96 A.D. Christmas came 2,000 years after Yahweh's son was gone. See, that's a, that's, that's a new thing, but that ain't what December 25th was about. That's a new thing. See, what you know is a new thing. Really? You keeping something that had nothing to do with the Bible. If you can't read Christmas from 4004 to 96 A.D., and you can't read Christmas, that means if, it, if Christmas is jacked into this thing, that means it's from Satan the devil. And he makes it plain, young lines. That in the 10th chapter of Corinthians, verse 21 and 22, he makes it plain that what you get ready to do or what you're doing already, he makes it plain, 1 Corinthians 10, 21 and 22. What do you say, young line? Go on to the book of 1 Corinthians, chapter 10, verse 21 and 22. 1 Corinthians, chapter 10, verse 21, read. You cannot drink the cup of Yahweh and the cup of devils. You cannot be partakers of Yahweh's table and the table of devils. Verse 22. Do you provoke Yahweh to jealousy? Are we stronger than he? No. You're not stronger than him. You cannot do it. He said you cannot drink the cup of Yahweh's table and the cup of devils. He said you can't do it. Now, we're going we to insert the word called dedication in the online. Let me see how you handle this person. We're going to insert the word dedication in in the 14th chapter and to edify the national audience. In the 14th chapter, we're going to insert the word dedication in. So dedication is a feast. So we're going we to put this as the piece of dedication. And let's see how you, how, you, how you operate this from Zechariah chapter 14, verse 16 on to verse 19. Let's talk about this piece of dedication right here. Here it is right here. Dedication, Zechariah 14, verse 16 and 19. Let's see what he says. Let's see what he says that we can read to the seers. Yahweh the Son spoke to the seers. Look what he says in all these, remember, the piece of dedication and the piece of um, 
tabernacle is the same thing. Both of them done the same way. So we're going to use that occasion right here between six. Now, now bring it out for the national audience there, young man. Let's see what he got written about you, you know, cameoing his speech days. And let's see what he got written to the seals to put in right. What he got written? Come on. Do the, I mean, Zechariah 14, 16 to 19. Come on. Book of Zechariah the seer, chapter 14, verse 16 to 19. Zechariah chapter 14, verse 16 reads, And it shall come to pass that every one that is left of all the nations which come against Yadah Judah shall even go up from year to year to worship the king, Yahweh, and to keep the feast of dedication. Verse 17. And it shall be that whosoever will not come up of all the families of the earth unto Yadah Judah to worship the king, Yahweh of hosts, even upon them shall be no rain. Verse 18, and if the family of Egypt go not up and come not that have no rain, there should be the plague wherewith Yahweh will smite the heathen. 17 nations that come not up to keep the feast of dedication. Verse 19, this should be the punishment. Verse 19, this should be the punishment of Egypt and the punishment of all the nations that come not up to keep the feast of dedication. See what I'm saying? This is going to be punished not only, not only Egypt, the land of bondage to you today, for all nations. If you don't keep these feasts in this Bible, especially you children of Israel, it's going to be a punishment on for you. Listen what the man's saying. You got it written in Amos 3, verse 7. He would do nothing but reveal his secrets to his servants, the seers. The seers are telling you, flat out, if you're not keeping the Sabbath day, Sundown Friday, Sundown Saturday, and keeping these feast days, like this eight-day feast called a tabernacle, which is called dedication, and you're not keeping it, listen. You don't know when the man going to shut you down, and, and your report is not going to be good. So you're going to be breaking out running on what? this right here, because he's going to judge you on this. So now when you precept that, that same piece of dedication in Numbers chapter 9, verse 13, what it say that young line? We're going to precept that and see where he pulled that verse from. He pulled it from the book of the law. And Numbers 9, 13. Listen to this. What it say 9, 13? No. Go to the book of Numbers. Chapter 9, verse 13 reads, But this man that Hold is that clean. Point. Hold that point, young line. Before you read that, you might as you you well do it big. Put it in verse 9 just to get warmed up. Put 9 in there just to get warmed up. Read 9 and 13. We've we got to make sure we're clear about who's doing the talking. Verse 9, then skip down to verse 13. The book of Numbers, chapter 9, verse 9 and verse 13. Numbers, chapter 9, verse 9. And Yahweh spake it to Moses, saying, verse 13, but this man that is clean and is not in a journey and forbearing to keep the feast of dedication, even that same person should be cut off from among his people 
because he brought not the offering of Yahweh in his appointed seat. That man should bear his sin. Mm-hmm. I, want, I want to read something out of Josephus Antiquity, book number 14, uh, chapter 7, page 110. Let me say, and let no one wonder that there was so much wealth in our temple since all of Judah throughout the inhabitants of the earth and those that worship YHWH, even those of Asia and Europe, sent their contributions to it. And this from very ancient times. See, it is, he says, because they was not able to get to the temple, that don't mean they didn't send their contributions in. They said, why was so much wealth in, into the temple? And that's why when the Romans burned it down, that gold fell all into the rocks and everything else, and, and, and they had to tear that thing down. They trying to get all the gold out of the rocks and, and, you know, and get, get some more dollars. But he's saying that, listen, when you understand Yahweh's business, because you can't make it to the now one of the six anointed camps, that don't mean you don't send in your contribution. Therefore, mm-hmm. this ministry to help those that come behind you. Huh? He said, Josephus made it plain in book 14, chapter 7, page 110. On page 110, let no one wonder that there was so much wealth in our temple. Since all of Judah, then you, you can add in Benjamin, Levi, and Simeon, throughout the inhabitants of the earth, and those that worship the four-letter man, Y-H-W-H, nay, even those of Asia and Europe, sent their contributions to, and this from very ancient times. See, he said, they've done this. Since ancient times. So when the ancients that was in captivity, now look at the WCC. Seal, can you read me something about they sending their contributions in in ancient times? You see, yeah, okay, well, let's read a little bit of that. Um, young lion. Let's see. Now, what we're going to read a little bit of that. Now, WCC, the World Council of Churches, said, what, what can we read that they sent their money in being in captivity in ancient times? Okay. Let's see. Can we find out where that is written at? So, in the book of Baruch, in the book of Baruch, there, young man, the WCC, the World Council of Churches, said, where they at by not being in the temple? And they sent in a contribution. Let's see, can we read that? Now, Baruch was the scribe of Jeremiah. And Baruch got full of himself in the 45th chapter and said, woe is me. And Yahweh said, I'm going to mm-hmm. let you live, Baruch. I'm going to let you live 
to tell my story. But I still tell you because you worry about yourself. Mm-hmm. But I was going to read what this was written after Yahweh had Baruch to, to be put up in captivity behind him saying, woe is me. He's looking out for himself. And Baruch chapter 1, let's pick it at verse number 3. Let's pick it at verse 3, and we'll read down to verse 10. Listen real good. WCC World Council Churches. Let's see did they really say done it in ancient time. Now this is real ancient time in Jeremiah's days. Let's find out what Baruch put in writing in 1 verse 3 down to verse 10. What does it say that young line? Baruch chapter 1, 3 and verse 10 says what? The book of Baruch chapter 1, verse 3. Verse 3 to verse 10. Book of Baruch, chapter 1, verse 3. And Baruch did read the word of this book in the hearing of Jeconiah, the son of Jehoiakim, king of Yadah, Judah, and in the ears of all the people that came to hear the book. Verse 4. And in the hearing of the nobles and of the king's son, and in the hearing of the elders and of all the people, from the Lord unto the highest, even all the dead that dwelt at Babylon by the river, stood. Verse 5. Whereupon they wept, fasted, and prayed before Yahweh. Verse 6. They made also a collection of money according to every man's power. Verse 7. And they sit at Yadah Judah, and the Jehoiakim, the high priest, the son of Celsius, the son of Solomon, and to the priests of all the people which were found with him at Yadah Judah. Verse 8. At the same time, when he received the vessels of the temple of Yahweh, they were carried out of the temple to return them to the land of Yadah Judah. The tenth day of the month, the tenth day of the month, Syria, namely, silver vessels, with Sadisaius, the son of Josiah, king of Yadah Judah, had made. Verse 9. After that, Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, had carried away Jesaniah in the prison, and the captain, and the mighty man, mighty man, and the people of the land from Yadah Judah had brought them into Babylon. Verse 10. And they said, Behold, we have sent you money to buy you burnt offerings and sin offerings and incense and prepare ye matter and offer upon the altar of Yahweh, our Yahweh. So you see, whether you in captivity or whether you don't visit the sixth morning camp, so they have to have somebody uh, to come because they didn't have what's called what you got now, PayPal and all that stuff now. So they have to have somebody, that, somebody to just right. get on their donkey and, and, and get their offers in there. See that? They have to have somebody to take turns and even in captivity. So now, what you attend and in the ministry, but you listen to the ministry and you learn it from the ministry, it is your duty to follow the scripture. 
Huh? As your duties is follow the scriptures. What they did then is what we do now. See? So you know, get out of verse 14 and read a little bit more. Book of Baruch, chapter 1, verse 14. And you shall read this book, which I have said unto you, to make a confession in the temple of Yahweh upon the feast and Solomon days. Verse 15. And you shall say, Yahweh, I will Yahweh, belong in righteousness, but unto us the confusers of faith, as it is come to pass this day, and to them of Yadah Judah, and to the habitants of Yadah Judah, 16, and to our kings, and to our princes, and to our priests, and to our seers, and to our fathers, the elders. Verse 7, for we have sinned before Yahweh. Verse 18, and disobeyed him, and have not hearkened unto the voice of Yahweh, our Yahweh, to walk in the commandments. Law, statutes, and judgments that he gave us openly. Verse 19. Since the day that Yahweh brought our forefathers out of the land of Egypt, land of bondage, until this present day, you have been disobedient to Yahweh, our Yahweh. And we have seen negligence and not hearkening and not hearing his voice. Verse 20. Wherefore, evils cleave unto us, and the curse which Yahweh appointed by Moses, his servant, at the time that he brought our father out of the land of Egypt, land of bondage, to give us a land that flowed with milk and honey, as, as like as it is to see this day. Verse 21. Nevertheless, we have not hearkened and to the voice of Yahweh, our Yahweh, according to all the words of the seer, whom he sent unto us. Verse 22. For every man follows the imagination of his own wicked mind, to serve strange false Yahweh, and to do evil in the sight of Yahweh, our Yahweh. Mm. Read verse 20 and 22 again, that young man. Verse 20 and 22 again. Verse 20, Book of Baruch, chapter 1, verse 20 and verse 22. Baruch, chapter 1, verse 20. Wherefore, the evils cleave unto us, and the curse which Yahweh appointed by Moses, his servant, at the time that he brought our fathers out of the land of bondage, to give unto us a land that flowed with milk and honey, like as it is to see this day. 22, but every man follow the imagination of his own wicked mind, to serve strange and false Yahweh, and to do evil in the sight of Yahweh, our Yahweh. Because what in verse 10? All this, all this because of what in verse 10? You mean all this fell on the children of the book because of what in verse 10? Book of Ruth, chapter 1, verse 10. And they said, Behold, we have sent you money to buy you burnt offerings, and a sin offering, and incense, and prepare ye matter, and offer upon the altar of Yahweh, our Yahweh. 
See, when you prosper, it's when you follow the Bible. When you get caught up, it's when you don't do no Bible. See, the Bible has already laid out for you what to do, how to do, and when to do it. So now when we read now this book called Back to Judas, Chapter 5, and when you left off on the young line, pick it back up right there. I'm at um, Judas chapter 5. I'm at verse 12. Right. The book of Judas, chapter 5, verse 12. Then they cried to their Yahweh, and he smoked all the land of Egypt with a curable plague. So the, the Hamites, the Mizamites, cast them off of their sight. Verse 13. And Yahweh tried the reed sea before them, verse 14, and brought them into Mount Horeb and child Barney and cast forth all that dwelt in the wilderness. Verse 15, so they dwelt in the land of the Amorites and they destroyed all their strength, all them of Esbon and passing over Jordan that possessed all the hill country. Verse 16, and they cast forth before them the Canaanites, the Parasites, the Jebusites, and the Shishamites, and all the Gargasites. And they dwelt in that country many days. Verse 17, and while they sinned not before their Yahweh, they prospered. Because Yahweh, that hated sin, was with them. Verse 18, but when they departed the way, which he appointed them. They were destroyed in many battles, very sore, and were their castles until land that was not theirs. And the temple of their Yahweh was cast to the ground, and their city were taken by the enemy. Verse 19. By now are they returned to their Yahweh, and are come up from the place where they were scattered, and have possessed Yadah Judah, with their temple is where that temple is, and are seated in the hill country, but it was desolate. Verse 20. Now therefore, my Yahweh and governor, if there be any error in this people, and they sin against their Yahweh, let us consider that this should be their ruin, and let us go up, and we shall overcome them. Verse 21. But if there be no sin in their nation, let my Yahweh not pass by. Let their Yahweh defend them, and their Yahweh be for them, and we become a reproach before all the world. Verse 22. Uh, 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 hold on. Hold on, y'all mind. Pick up verse 17 again. Listen, listen what he got. Listen at the, at the rules and the regulations that all the world know it. That's why they push on, all, on all these pagan uh, Christmas, Easter, Thanksgiving, New Year's. Mother's Day, Father's Day, because of, they know that as long as you're doing these things here and participating in it, that is your ruin. 17, verse 20 again. Read that again, 17, verse 20. Book of Judah, chapter 5, verse 17 to 20. Judah, chapter 5, verse 17. And while they said not, before their Yahweh, they prosper because 
Yahweh that hated sin was with them. Verse 18. But when they departed from the way which he appointed them, they were destroyed in many battles, very sore, and were led captives until land that was not theirs. And the temple of their Yahweh was cast to the ground, and their cities were taken by the enemy. Verse 19. But now are they returned to their Yahweh, and are come up from the place where they were scattered, and I possess Yadah Judah, and their temple is, where their temple is, and are seated in the hill country, but it was desolate. Verse 20. Now therefore, my Yahweh governor, if there be any error in this people, and they sin against their Yahweh, let us consider that this should be their ruin, and let us go up, and we shall overcome them. So you see what saying? We can whoop the children of Israel. We can keep the children of the book down. All we got to do is have them to sin against their Yahweh. Now, mother, dear of Israel, what is the biblical definition of sin in 1 John chapter 3, 3, 4, 8, down to verse 10? We want to know what is the biblical definition of sin. And long as they sin against their Yahweh, we can whoop them. Because Yahweh going to pay them no never mind long mm-hmm. we keep sinning against their maker. That would you say. So now we need to find out, well, what is sin then? The biblical definition of sin is in 1 John chapter 3, 3, 4, and 8 down to verse 10. And what you become... When you sin against them, we're going to read it by looking at 1 John chapter 3, verse 3, 3, and 4, and 8 down to 10. What does it say about the day of Israel? 1 John chapter 3, verses 3, and 8 through 10. Verse 3 reads, And every man that has this hope in him purify himself even as he is pure. Verse 8. He that commits sin is of the devil, for the devil sinned from the beginning. For this purpose, the Son of Yahweh was manifest, that he might destroy the works of the devil. Verse 9. Whosoever is born of Yahweh doeth not commit sin, for his seed remain in him, and he cannot sin, because he is born of Yahweh. Verse 10. And in this the children of Yahweh are manifest, and the children of the devil, whosoever doeth not righteousness is not of Yahweh. Neither he that loveth not his brother. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so, so, what do you become, mother? In Ezekiel, let's see it get in there in the 14th chapter, verse 4 and 5. Uh, four, my fact, 4 down to verse 6 there, mother. Let's see what you got written uh, about this conversation we're on right now. Ezekiel 14, 4 down to verse 6. What do you say? Ezekiel 14, 4 to 6. 
Therefore speak unto them, and say unto them, Thus says Yahweh, Every man of the family of Israel that sitteth up his idol in his mind, and putteth the stumbling block of his sin before his face, and cometh to the fear, I... Yahweh will answer him that cometh according to the multitude of his idols. Verse 5, that I may take the family of Israel in their own mind because they are all estranged from me through their idols. Verse 6, therefore say unto the family of Israel, Thus says Yahweh, repent and turn yourselves from your idols and turn away your face from all your abomination. <clears throat> because you're a bloodline Israelite, what he said in verse 5, although you're a bloodline Israelite, oh, I know I'm Israel, but look what he got written in verse 5 how he look at you when you're not keeping his laws, statutes, and commandments in verse 5. How he look at a mother in verse 5. Come on. In um, Isaiah, I mean, Ezekiel uh, 14, 5, again. Yeah, yeah, 14, 5. Ezekiel 14, 5. 14, 5. That I may take the family of Israel in their own mind, because they are all estranged, estranged from me through their idols. See that? He said he, 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 he looked at you as a, a strange thing. Although you're a bloodline mm-hmm. Israelite, you might be even wearing fringes. He said, but you're estranged through your idols. He said, you're upon abomination when you're not keeping the law, statutes, and commandments. He said, in his eyesight, you are estranged from him. You might have your branches on, your ribbon of blue, but if you're not keeping the law, statutes, and commandments, you are strange to him. Yeah? So, mother, what did he do, and what do you think about that, mother? We, we want to go to the, the 20th chapter of the same book, mother, Ezekiel 20. And let's see what he says behind that. And... Verse number 24 and 25. We're going to the same book, Ezekiel 20, verse number 24 through 26. Let's see what he said, Mother of Israel. Ezekiel chapter 20, verse 24 through 26. What do he say? Ezekiel chapter 20, verse 24 to 26. Verse 24. Because they had not executed my judgment but had despised my statutes and have polluted my Sabbath and their eyes were after their father's idol 25 wherefore I gave them also statutes that were not good and judgment whereby they should not live 26 
and I no, and I polluted them in their own gifts and and that they caused to pass through the fire all that opened the womb that I might make them desolate to the ends yeah, to the end that they might know that I am Yaqua Y S W H. Verse 27, therefore, son of man, speak unto the family of Israel and say unto them, thus says Yahweh, yet in this your father have blasphemed me and that they have committed a sin against me. The book of Ezekiel, chapter 20, verse 27. Therefore, son of man, speak unto the family of Israel, and say to them, Thus said Yahweh, Yet in this your fathers have blasphemed me, and that they have committed a trespass against me. Verse 4, we know that the sincere responsibility. Read verse 4. Uh, young line, read verse. Read, then talk. Read verse 4, then talk. The Dick of the Seer, chapter 20, verse 4. Will you judge him, son of man? Will you judge him? Cause him to know the abomination of their fathers. You see that? So now we know exactly why he told. Now we know by therefore in verse twenty, therefore son of man speak unto the family of Israel, because the family of Israel must understand one thing that he appointed seers to be their overseers to correct them on their wrong, and that's why you always come to the seers first. He says, son of man, the seer, would you judge them? It's up to you to. Well, can't no, can't no man judge me. Well, Yahweh just gave the okay for the seers to judge the 12 tribes of Israel. There is right there in verse 4. So when you hear those seers tell you something, it's not that he's telling you something. Just to pat himself on the back or a pat on the back. It's six inches from a kick in the rear end. It's to remind mm-hmm. you that my duty is to remind you on what you own through the pages of the book. It's up to you to make adjustment on what you own according to the page of the book. Because it's written plainly 
exactly in Luke 170 how Yahweh operates a young lion. How do you operate in Luke 1 verse 70? Go to the book of Luke, chapter 1, verse 70. Luke chapter 1, verse 70 reads, As he spake by the mouth of his righteous seed, which had been since the world began. See, when Yahweh got something to say to any pastor, shepherd, bishop, cardinal, he speaks to the seers, whoever appointed in that day, what to tell them. Okay? And he speaks through the seer's mouth. And the precept is in 3.18 and 21 of Acts. Now, here go your precept, Latter-day Saints. You want a precept? We'll give you a precept. Let's go to Acts, chapter 3, verse 18 and 21. See, we've got to come back to this book. And as long as we're going to come back to this book, we're going to be in this great mystery, this mystery on how this thing working. And then you'll watch that one I'm saying, and you'll be confused every time. But if you want to know how Yahweh spoke, when he got something to say, then listen to what the apostle said when he got something to say in Acts 3, 18 and 21. What did he say that young line? The book of Acts, chapter 3, verse 18 and 21. Acts chapter 3, verse 18 reads, But those which Yahweh before had showed by the mouth of all his seers that Yahweh the Son should suffer, he has so fulfilled. Verse 21. Whom the heaven must receive until the time of restitution of all things which Yahweh has spoken by the mouth of all his righteous seers since the world began. So you see? Yahweh spoke by all this righteous seal since the world began. That's the only way you're going to receive the message. So all that you hear going on today, it ain't going on according to the Bible. That's how he operates. He speaks to the seers first to get to the elders. And they get to the father. Father get to the mother. Mother get to the children. That's the order of the Bible. And that's what we're going to teach. But your record was hijacked from you. And it was already told by David, mother dear of Israel, in 1000 B.C. that your record's going to be hijacked from you. And they're going to have a meeting in the book of Psalms 83, verse 3 down to verse number 5. They're going to have a meeting. And the meeting is concerning you. All the nations are going to have a meeting that was prophesied by the angel to come tell David, put it right. All the nations, they're going to have a meeting on you to do what? Most of the Israel getting ready to read in the book of Psalm 83, 3 down to verse 5. What does it say there, Mother D. of Israel? Come on. Psalms 83, verse 3 to 5. Verse 3, they have taken crafty counsel against your people 
and consulted against your hidden ones. Verse 4, they have said, come and let us cut them off from being a nation, that the name of Israel may be no more in remembrance. Verse 5, for they have consulted together with one consent. They are confederate against you. Mm-hmm. He says, they have, they have came and aspired against you. Now, we can't meet right there. Who is today? Who is the ring leader of cutting you off from being a nation? Let's find out who the ring leader is in the next verse. Next verse, mother, let's talk about the ring leader. Come on. <clears throat> verse 6, the tabernacle of Edom and the and the Ishmaelites of Moab and the Hagarines. You see that? So the top nation mm-hmm. that cut you off from being a nation is <laughs> your brother, your paternal That's brother, right. Esau. Your paternal brother. He don't look like you, but he came from the same parents. Israel by the mouth of the seer in 65 verse 15. What's that, mother? 
Isaiah chapter 65, verse 15. And you shall leave your name for a curse unto my chosen. For Yahweh shall slay you and call his servants by another name. Now you see that? Now his servant will be called by another name. Now I wonder what names that you're going to respond to. He said, you're going to leave your name, which is Israel, for a curse. You're not going to call yourself Israel. You're not going to identify with Israel. You, you're going to say Israel is over the land. That's how I suppose you're going to be off. He said, you're going to leave your name Israel for a curse name. What name is you going to pick up that we can read, mother? Read exactly the way you see it in eleven twenty six of Acts. What name are you going to be called in eleven twenty six? It's two names you'll be called in eleven twenty six. Two names you're going to be called, and you're going to respond to them two names every chance you get. But the name Israel, you're not going to respond to at all. But it's going to be two names written in eleven twenty six that you're going to respond to. I mean, and your preacher going to make sure it's coming out of his mouth. Acts 11.26. What are these two names, these two titles, you're going to respond to more than Israel? Let's see what these two titles you're going to be called by, and you're going to respond to it, and your preacher going to lead the way. 11.26, what it say that, Mother? Acts chapter 11, Acts verse 26. Acts chapter 11, verse 26. And when he had found him, he brought him unto Antioch. And it came to pass that the whole year they assembled themselves with the church and taught much people. And the disciples were called Christians first in Antioch. Now, now, Mother Dear of Israel, help the national audience. What two names, that titles that you're going to respond to, you the word Israel, you, you don't think that's another piece. That's a foreign name to you. You're going to say that the, the Israel is over in the land now, and that land over there. <laughs> but what name you respond to African-American, Negro, and color, and super cool? What two names you going to respond to soon your pastor open his Mouth. What name do you respond to? According to verse one. What two names? Let's read them up. Let's read the two names. Come on. Mm. And twenty six, read the two names. Yeah, what's the two names? Okay. Go on, read. When you come up to the when you come up to the, hold on mother, listen mother. You come up to the name, one name and the second name, call these names out. What name are you gonna be called after you read it? Start reading it. Okay. Then pause when you come to the name that you're going to be called and you're going to address. Okay. Your name, then you pause. That's it. This is one name you'll be called, and then you go to the other name. Come on. Okay. Acts chapter 11, verse 26. And when he had found him, he brought him unto Antioch. And it came to pass that a whole year they assembled themselves with the church and taught much people 
and the disciples were called Christian first at Antioch. Church and okay. Christian. What? Church and Christian. You, your pastor would sit there and say to you, he would say to you in, in a great big congregation, if any the guests do not have a church home, yeah. come up, come, come, come. He'll say, come up, and if you, if you don't have a church home, you know, come up here and get anointed, or I will affiliate you with a church home that's close by you if you don't. But if you ain't got a church home, you're welcome to come to this church home. That's a famous statement. And then they ask you after that, uh, especially if you dispute against them, are you a Christian? Are you a Christian? Are you a Christian? Are you a Christian? Mm-hmm. They will use these two words, and they will wear you out, church and Christians. And both of these words is a curse name to the children of the biblical bloodline Israelite. These two names is a curse to you and your pastor leading the way. He'll say, you're talking against the church. Pastor, that's a bastard name for the children of Israel. Church and Christian is a bastard name for the children of Israel. That put us upon the curse. We are the biblical Israelites. At the end of our name, for be Israel, not church, and not Christian. Because we have left our name for a cursed name. He gave us a blessed name, young lion, and it, and it was ordained as the heavenly tablet in Numbers chapter 6, verse 22 to 27. He gave us a blessed name. Let's see what it be, church. Let's see what it be, Christian. We're going to read the biblical blessed name he gave the children of Israel in number 6, verse 22 to 27. Let's say that young line. Come on. Going to the, the book of the law, the book of Numbers, chapter 6, verse 22 to 27. Numbers, chapter 6, verse 22 reads, And Yahweh spake unto Moses, saying, 23, Speaking to Aaron and unto his son, saying, On this wise you should bless the children of Israel, twelve tribes, saying unto them, verse 12, And Yahweh bless you and keep you. Verse 25, And Yahweh make his face shine upon you and be merciful unto you. Verse 26, Yahweh lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Verse 27, and they shall put my name upon the children of Israel, 12 tribes, and I will bless them. And you put my name on children of Israel, and I will bless them. Now, you know what I know. His name is not church, and his name is not Christian. The blessed is in the name of Israel. So when you sit in a ministry... And you let them tell you you're talking against the church. And ain't you a Christian? Ain't you a Christian? Understand, Mr. Pastor, you are damnation them, and they damnation themselves by believing what you just said. When the children of Israel is called a church or a Christian, the seer says in 6515, young line, what he said behind that? What will happen if you respond to be called a church or a Christian? According to Isaiah 
Going back to Isaiah, the Seer, chapter 65, verse 15. Isaiah, the Seer, chapter 65, verse 15. And ye shall leave your name for a curse unto my chosen. For Yahweh shall slay you and call his servants by another name. You're going to leave your name for a curse name. You're going to leave your name for a curse name. You're going to identify with the name called Christian and the church. That is a curse name to the children of the book. So you see that? That's why it's a great mystery. And your pastor will sit there and call you the church or a Christian. Are you a Christian? Are you a Christian? Both words is a curse to you, children of Israel, because the blessing is in the name, Israel. So you will leave your name and be called a blessing, a curse name. So let's run back to Maccabees chapter 1 there, young line. Let's find out what is the history of this happening in Maccabees 141. Let's see if we read the history of this. And 149, where did it start at that we can read in Maccabees chapter 1? These books are taken from you, see, right, to a tribe of scouts. This, this is the foundation of you losing your name for a curse name. This is the tenor of these conversations that we get ready to read in, in chapter 1, verse 41 to 49. And tell me, do you hear these words today? By united we stand and united we fall. Let's see where these words are coming from that we can read in First Maccabees 141 to 49. What's that, young man? Come on. The book of First Maccabees, chapter 1, verse 41 to 49. First Maccabees, chapter 1, verse 41. Moreover, King Antioch broke his whole kingdom. That all should be one people. Verse 42. And everyone to leave his law. So all the heathen, nation of Esau and his five sons, agreed according to the commandment of the king. Verse 43. Yea, many also of the Israelites, Judah, Benjamin, Levi, and Simeon, consent to his way of life, and sacrifice unto idols, and profane the Sabbath. Verse 44. For the king has sent letters by messengers unto Yadah, Judah, Benjamin, Levi, and Simeon, in the cities of Judah, that they shall follow the strange laws of the land. Verse 45. And forbid burnt offerings and sacrifice and drink offerings in the temple, that they shall profane the Sabbath and feast days. 46. And pollute the temple and righteous, pure things, righteous, pure people. 47. Set up altars and groves and chapels of idols. Sacrifice swine flesh and unclean beasts. 48. That they shall also leave their children uncircumcised and make their souls abominable with all matter of uncleanness and proscination. Verse 49. To the end they might forget the law and change all the ordinance. Yeah. He said, the reason why I'm going to do that for you, for you to forget the law, statutes, and commandments. We've done all this for you to forget the law, statutes, and commandments. 
You don't forget the long statute command. Because uh, a mother, she of Israel, look, look what he says in Exodus chapter 34, verse 10, 27, 28. He said, all this is done for you forget the law, statutes, and the commandments. That you forget this law, statutes, and commandments. What do you want you to forget? As we can read, Mother D of Israel, what do you want us to us forget in Exodus chapter 34, verse 10, 27, 28? Come on, Mother D of Israel, what do you want us to forget? Come on. Exodus chapter 34, verse 10. Uh, 27 and 28. Mm-hmm. 27, 28. Exodus chapter 34, verse 10. Read. And he said, Behold, I make a covenant before all your peoples. I will do marvelous such as had not been done in all the earth, nor in any nation. And all the people among which you are shall see the work of Yahweh, for it is a terrible thing that I will do with you. Verse 27. And Yahweh said unto Moses, Write you these words, for after the tenor of these words I have made a covenant with you and with Israel. 28. And he was there with Yahweh 40 days and 40 nights. He did neither eat bread nor drink water, and he wrote upon the tablet the words of the covenant, the Ten Commandments, the law. So he wrote the Ten Commandments. What 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 he wrote, Mother, in Exodus twenty one, two and three. What did he what did he write in Exodus twenty verse one, two and three? What did he write, Mother? He wrote Exodus twenty one, two and three. What did he say that, Mother? Exodus twenty. One, two and three. What what do you say? Okay. Yeah. Exodus chapter twenty, verse one to three. Yep. Read. Read. Spake all these words, saying, verse two, I am Yahweh, your Yahweh, which shall brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the House of bondage. Verse 3. Thou shalt have no other Yahweh before me. Skip down, skip down to verse 8. 8 down to 11. Exodus 20. Verse 8 to 11. Verse 8. Remember the Sabbath day and keep it righteous. 9. Six days shall you labor and do all your work. Verse 10. But the seventh day is the Sabbath of Yahweh, your Yahweh. In it you shall not do any work, 
you nor your son nor your daughters, thou manservants, nor your maidservants, nor the cattle, nor your strangers that is within your gates. Verse 11. For in six days, Yahweh made heaven and earth, the sea and all that is in them is, and rested the seventh day. Wherefore, Yahweh blessed the Sabbath day and hallowed it. And Yahweh blessed the Sabbath day, S-A-B-B-A-T-H, and hallowed it. And Yahweh blessed the Sabbath day, S-A-B-B-A-T-H, and hallowed it. What is the Sabbath day? S-A-B-B-A-T-H. Genesis 2, verse 2 and 3. Precept. Now, here goes a precept. Young lions, make sure y'all, y'all can precept it. No problem. And Yahweh blessed the S-A-B-B-A-T-H. That's a blessed day. What day is that? See, everybody's confused today. They want to do new moons and everything else. The only blessed day is the Sabbath day, S-A-B-B-A-T-H, and hallowed that day. He honored that day. So the S-A-B-B-A-T-H is the blessed day. Now, what that mean when you precept your Bible? Come on, mother, precept it. Genesis 2, 2 and 3. Genesis chapter 2. Verses 2 and 3. Verse 2. And on the seventh day, Yahweh ended his work, which he had made. And he rested on the seventh day from all his work, which he had made. Verse 3. And Yahweh blessed the seventh day and sanctified it, because that in it, he had rested from all his works which Yahweh created and made. Mm. So, Mother, we can we can flat out teach this Bible by understanding because the Christians say they Sabbath day is Sunday, the first day of the week. But that is contrary to the Bible. According when we read Genesis Exodus twenty verse three. It tells you he rested on the seventh day. Yeah. Wherefore, Yahweh blessed the Sabbath. He rested on the mm-hmm. seventh day. Mm-hmm. One, two, three, four, five, six. And he blessed the Sabbath day. So every day is not the Sabbath day, Mr. Preacher. Mm-hmm. Every day, well, our Sabbath day is Sunday. That's a lie from the pits of hell. That is wickedness from Satan the devil. The Bible tells you the Sabbath, S-A-B-B-A-T-H, is the only blessed day, and that's number seven. So now when you use these verses right here to precept the Bible, you set the preachers down, they're going to be contrary to the truth, mother. So that's the point we're making. When you precept your Bible, you set them down. Those that keep it Sunday and tell you, and remind you about your tithes, free will offering, and donations. 
day is from Satan the devil. Because here it is right here, the blessed day is the S-A-B-B-A-T-H. Now look at, now look at the big dignitaries out in New York, the Roman Catholic Church Committee Board. Seal, you've got to give us a precept on that. All right, we'll give you a precept on that. Let's go, Mother Dear of Israel, and Young Lion's going to pick it back up again um, in verse number 50 of Maccabees in a second. Let's get uh, the Roman Catholic Church committee board out of New York a precept. Well, let's go to the 16th chapter of the heavenly tablets called Leviticus. They want a precept, Mother. They want to hear that again. Because, you know, they'll say in a minute, our Sabbath day is Sunday. You, your Sabbath day is Saturday and our Sunday. But somebody's got to be lying. Let's see. Now, when you precept your Bible, you pull out who lying. We put the precept the Bible and see who lying now, we're going to find out if we precept the Bible and they can't precept the Bible and we precept the Bible, now we know who lying. So now in Exodus 16, mother, we're going to catch up a liar now. Go and catch us a lion, mother. Let's see how we catch him by going to Exodus 16. Because the big Timothy Dolan out of New York, they precept, they want to precept on that. Because they'll say they Sabbath day is Sunday. And your Sabbath day is Saturday. So what you what you complain about? Okay, good. We're going to see through the Bible hold up what you're saying. Now, Let's look at verse number 31, mother. We're going to Leviticus chapter 16, verse 31. Let's see if we get a precept. 1631, what does it say? Leviticus 1631. We're going to get a precept, mother. We want to get a precept. Leviticus. Sixteen, verse number thirty-one. Is that what I want? No, no. Wait, wait a minute. That's not. That's not getting hard enough. Hold on, mother. Let me let me peep at it real good. I want to make sure we get a, a heavy hit on the precepts. On sixteen, verse number. I'm struggling right now. I'm trying to get a heavy hit out of it. So if y'all help those see out on that on a good heavy hit, you know, I appreciate it. Um, this ain't this ain't heavy enough. This ain't heavy enough, mother. I gotta hold this up. I got thirty one. That's not that's not it. See when you when you when you when you twist on the arm, mother, you gotta twist the arm all the way up. That ain't heavy enough. But now I'm not seeing it. In the 16th chapter, heavy enough, mother. So now I could be overlooking something, but I ain't saying it heavy enough how you are uh, precepted to, I mean, to pin the tail on the donkey. So I'm, I'm not seeing it heavy enough. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to go to the 31st chapter of Exodus. I want to hit them hard, mother. I want you, see, you want to hit them when they don't, they, don't, they don't say it no more to you. We go to the 31st chapter, mother, and let's get another precept on it. We're on 31 now. Let's go to 31. 
when you when you're dealing with this with the greatest piece of literature is, which is the Bible, which is his word, you wanna make sure you take care of business all the way. So you know uh, you know what, uh, probably the reason that I that I messed up on mother, sometimes, you know, when they jump on you, you gotta take a deep breath and deliver up real good. Maybe maybe the reason I say Leviticus, I kind of got excited because of the big dignitaries. And let's back up to Exodus 16. This nigga, thank you, uh, young lion, for pulling those here up. Let's go to Exodus 16. Yeah, you got to hit them good. Let's go to Exodus 16 and see can we get the comparison on what is the S-A-B-B-A-T-H. Now, let's look at verse 26, Mother. Verse 26. Thank we are going to Exodus 16. Let's see in Exodus 16, 26. Exodus chapter 16, verse 26. Six, mm, six days shall you gather it, but on the seventh day, which is the Sabbath, in it there shall be none. Seventh day, 
they say, and and the seventh is the Sabbath of rest, righteous to Yahweh. Whosoever doeth any work in in the Sabbath day, he shall surely be put to death. Mm-hmm. Well, according according to verse fifteen, what day what day is the S A B B A T H mother? According to verse fifteen, the Sabbath day, the seventh day. Hallelujah. So that's not that's how you take care of business. See, we got time out now. We got to take care of business. So now every day ain't the Sabbath day. Only the mm. seventh day of the week. That's sundown Friday, sundown Saturday. So if you're paying your preacher tithes, free will off and donations, and he's not keeping the Friday night or Saturday night, you're spending your money for that but it's not bread. And you're not going to get rewarded for it. Your preacher got to change his wicked ways and keep the Bible Sabbath day. Sundown Friday, sundown Saturday. That's the Bible. And call him the one name, the four letters. That's it. Young lies, pick it back at 1 verse 20 of Maccabees. We're winding down now. We're winding down on a piece of dedication, take number two. 150 says what? First Maccabees chapter 1, verse 50. Read, whosoever will not do the corners to the commandment of the king, he said he should die. Verse 51. In the self-same matter, wrote he to his whole kingdom and appointed overseers over all the people, commanding the cities of Yadda Judah to sacrifice city by city. 52. That many other people were gathered unto death, to wit, everyone that forsook the law, so they committed evil in the land. Verse 53. And drove the Israelites, Judah, Benjamin, Levi, and Simeon, into a secret place even whatsoever they could flee for succor. Verse 54. Now it's the 15th day of the month, Kalzu, and the 144th year, they set up the abomination of desolation upon the altar and built an idol altar throughout the cities of Yadda, Judah, Benjamin, Levi, and Simeon on every side. Verse 55, and burn incense at the doors of their houses and in the streets. 56, and when they had written in pieces the books of the law, which they found, they burnt them with fire. Verse 57, and whosoever was found with any of the book of the covenant, or if any consented to the law, the king's commandment was that they should put him to death. Verse 58, thus they did by their authority unto the Israelites of Judah, Benjamin, Levi, and Simeon every month to as many as were found in the city. 59, now the five and twentieth day of the month, Kalzu, they did sacrifice upon the idol altar, which was upon the altar of Yahweh. Verse Good. So 59 is when they, when they brought in, they sacrificing to devils, swine, plus, 
Chapter 4, verse 46 reads, And laid up the stones and the mountains of the temple in a convenient place, and the dead should come, a seer, to show what should be done with them. Mm-hmm. So come and show you what got to be done, because here go the origin of December 25th that we celebrate, that you celebrate right now, 12 tribes of Israel. And you upon the curse by doing it. So now skip down to verse number 52 and see what happens next. First Maccabees chapter 4, verse 52. Now on the fifth and twentieth day of the ninth month, which is called the month Kalsu, December, and the hundred forty and eighth year, they rose up three times in the morning. 53, and offer sacrifice according to the law upon the new altar of burnt offerings which they had made. Verse 54, look at what time that the day the heathen, the nation of Esau, verse 54, look at what time, what day the heathen, the nation of Esau and his five sons, Half a fame. Even even in that was it dedicated with songs and sisters and hearts and symbols. Uh, so the day they defended the temple was 145 B.C. And they brought in the abomination to make it desolation. And they sipped their own thing. And they were celebrated for three years. December 25th, here go your origin of December 25th. Sit up by Esau and his five sons. That's when they sacrificed lion flesh and done all the wicked abominations. December 25th, 145 B.C. Yahweh led a robe for three years. And then after the third year, he raised up the children of Judah, Benjamin, Levi, and Simeon, to overthrow them. And this is what they said. On the same, same day they lost their temple, they were able to recover that temple. So now, this is what they said in verse number 59. What did they say in 59? Verse Maccabees, chapter 4, verse 59. Moreover, Judas and his brethren, with the whole congregation of Israel, Judah, Benjamin, Levi, and Simeon, ordained that the days 
of the dedication of the altar should be kept in their season from year to year by the space of eight days. From the fifth and twentieth day of the month, casual, December, with mirth and gladness. So, so they, after they regain their temple back three years later on the same self day, December 25th, 148 BC, they, re, they recaptured their temple and they said, we're going to celebrate this dedication from year to year unto eternity. Read verse number 56. 1 Maccabees chapter 4, verse 56 reads, So they kept the dedication of the altar eight days and altar burnt offerings with gladness and sacrifice, the sacrifice of deliverance and praise. Mm-hmm. So they kept this feast for eight days. Now we on the second day of this feast of dedication. Remember, dedication. Verse 36. Verse 36. Verse 36 reads, Then said Judas and his brother, Behold, our enemies are discomfort. Let us go up to cleanse and dedicate the temple. You see that? So now we find out that, that there was a dedication that they set up after, re, after getting their temple back three years later on the same day, December 25th, 148 B.C. So now let's put our mind together and see what is Yahweh the Son doing, Mother Eden, Mother Dear Israel, close the statement. What is he doing? And St. John 10, 22, and 23. Let's find out what he, let's, let's put our minds to think. Let's take our mind out of Christianity, Islam, and Judaism and see exactly what Yahweh the Son, the one you call that pagan name, our Lord Jesus Christ. Let's see what he's keeping in St. John 10, verse 22 and 23. Let's see if he's keeping what you're doing today with the Christmas trees or his birthday. Let's see what he's doing, Mother. A closing statement. We're going to St. John 10, verse 22 and 23. Of St. John 10, 22, 23, and closing statement, Mother. Come on. St. John chapter 10, verse 22 and 23, verse 22. And it, and it was at Yagdah Judah, the feast of the dedication. And it was winter, 23. And Yahweh the son walked in the temple in Solomon's porch. Stop it there, mother. Now, mother, address the national audience. What is Yahweh the son doing? On it was at Southern Kingdom, Judah, the feast of dedication. It was winter, and Yahweh the Son, verse twenty-two, walked into the temple. What was Yahweh the Son keeping on December twenty-fifth, Mother? Talk about your national audience closing statement. Come out. The feast of dedication. Okay, we understand that the feast of dedication. But can you give us more information on where you getting that from? The feast oh. of dedication. What what is it celebrating? Where St. John ten celebrating this? Ten. St. John ten twenty two and twenty three. Verse twenty two and twenty three. 
and cease of dedication in 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 um Maccabees. The book of Maccabees. December, I'm not one, well, December the 25th. Hold on, Mother. We need a verse. Let's come back to the fourth chapter, Mother, and read one verse in the closing statement. See, we got the ladies in so perfect that you got to want to be low down. You got to really want to be low down to continue doing Christmas Easter on December 25th. You got to be low down on your own. Let's read one verse, First Maccabees 4, verse number 52, in a closing statement. First Maccabees oh. 4, verse 52, in a closing okay. statement. We've got to take care of business now, but we've got to do business. Wait a minute. First Maccabees after four. Four? Fifty-two. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to get there. Oh, my goodness. I'll tell you what, let your mind, your mind bring it out, 52, and that motor pick it up at verse 59. Bring it out, young mind. All right, we're going to first, first Maccabees, chapter four, verse 52. First Maccabees, chapter 4, verse 52 reads, Now, on the fifth and twentieth day of the ninth month, which is called the month, Casu, and the hundred, forty, and eight years, they rose up three times in the morning. And done what? And done what in verse 43? Verse 43, Who cleansed the temple and bear out with the foul stone, until an unclean place. Mm-hmm. 54, what did you have 54? 54. Read. Look at what time and what day that the heathen, the nation of Esau and its five sons, Amalek had profaned it. Even if that it was dedicated with songs and cisterns and harps and symbols. Now, now, Mother D.F. Israel, read verse 59 in the closing statement, Mother. Uh, first Maccabees, chapter 4, verse 59. Moreover, Judas, I think, and, and his brother, with the whole congregation of Israel, ordained that the days of the dedication of the altar should be kept in their season from year to year by the space of eight days from the five and twentieth day of the month casual with myrrh and and gladness. So every year on December 25th, this is the true men of the children of Israel celebrate, and Yahweh the Son coming to help celebrate what was written in the book of Maccabees. So he was coming for that celebration for eight days 
on the Feast of Dedication, when the children of Israel regained their temple back in 148 B.C. So this is why we will be celebrating December 25th for eight days. And Yahweh came from Nazareth 70 miles away to celebrate this feast. He wasn't coming to get a Christmas card. He wasn't coming to get a present up on the tree. He's coming to celebrate the dedication of the children of Judah, Benjamin, and Levi, regaining their freedom back and their temple, and they ordained a feast for eight days starting December 25th, what we keep it right now. My dear Israel, closing statement to tomorrow at 7.30, you're on the clock. Remember, all feast days start at 7.30. Give me a closing statement right. and let them all come out. All right. Baruch chapter 4. Verse 1, this is the book of the law, the commandments of Yahweh, and the law that endures forever. All they that keep it shall come to life, but such as leave it shall die. Verse 2, turn you, O Israel, and take hold of it. Walk in the presence of the light. Therefore, thou sh- that thou mayest be illuminated. Verse three: Give not, give not thine honor to others, nor the things that are profitable unto you to a strange nation. Verse four: O Israel, happy are we for things that are pleasing to Yahweh are made known unto us. Verse 5, be of a good courage, my people, that uh, my people, the memorial of Israel. Hallelujah. 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 
for 10,000 men. Men. Verse 30. And when he saw the mighty army, he prayed and said, Bless are you, O Savior of Israel, who did quell the violence of the mighty man by the hand of your servant David, and give us the hopes of a stranger into the hands of Jonathan, the son of Saul, and his armor bearer. Mm-hmm. So long as you keep your Yahweh first, and give me a quote then I'll get Isaiah 59. No, read 43, verse 10. Isaiah 43, verse 10, a young line, then skip down to 59, 19 through 21. Remember, back on airways tomorrow at 7.30 for the third day of the Feast of Dedication. It got nothing to do with Christmas. It's your liberation from the sins of Esau and the mindset on the true meaning of December 25th. Look what he says in 43, verse 10, to the children of the book. What do you say in 43, verse 10 of Isaiah, young line? The book of Isaiah is here. Chapter 43, verse 10. You are my witnesses, said Yahweh, and my servant, whom I have chosen, that you may know and believe me and understand that I am he before me. There was no Yahweh for Neither should there be after me. So who are the witnesses of the Bible? The children of Israel. We are the witnesses. Anybody that's called himself a witness, that's a lie from the pits of hell. The witnesses of the Bible is the children of Israel. Let's get a precept on that in Acts chapter 5, 29 to 32, that young line. Then we come back to Isaiah 59, 19 to 21. So if anybody say they are a witnesses, you say, do you say, wait a minute, are you a uh, are you a bloodline Israelite and you teach the Bible? That's the only witness of the Bible, the children of Israel. Then we drop a precept on it. The chief speaker of the nation of Israel is going to tell you who is the witness of the Bible. Let's see what he says in 529 to 32. Young line, come on. Acts 5. The book of Acts. The book of Acts, chapter 5, verse 29 to 32. Acts chapter 5, verse 29 reads, Then Peter, chief speaker of the nation of Israel, and the other apostles answered and said, We also obey Yahweh rather than men. Verse 30, Yahweh of your fathers raised up Yahweh the son, whom he slew, and hanged on the tree. Verse 31, Him had Yahweh the father exalted with his right hand to be a prince, and a Savior, and for to give repentance to Israel and the forgiveness of sin. Verse 32. And we are his witnesses of these things, and so is also the righteous spirit, whom Yahweh have given to them that obey him. Back up one verse again. Who are the witnesses with the precept? Back up one verse. 31. Acts chapter 5, verse 31. Him had Yahweh the Father exalted with his right hand to be a prince and a savior and for to give repentance to Israel and forgiveness of sins. Excellent. So in Isaiah 
Isaiah 59, 19-21, so we are the witnesses. The children of Israel are the witnesses. So if any organization holds data witnesses, you're a liar from the pits of hell. The witness of the Bible is the children of Israel. That's the witness. Peter just said it. Peter just said it. And this is what you got all to remember in Isaiah 59, 19-21. And we'll catch you all tomorrow at 730 again because all feast days for the next four five days, the broadcast will come on at 730. All the way to the feast days is over with. Isaiah 59, 19-21, the closing statement, young line, action on your part, mother, DF Israel, the mother, the elves, action on your part. Great teaching and tape for take two. 59, 19-21, never forget this. Come on, young line, the closing statement, come out. The book of Isaiah is here, chapter 59, verse 19-21. Isaiah 59, verse 19. So, so they fear the name of Yahweh, Y-H-W-H, from the west, and his greatness is honor from the rising of the sun. When the enemy shall come in like a flood, the spirit of Yahweh should lift up a standard against him. Verse 20, and the Redeemer shall come to Yadah Judah and unto them that turn from sin. And Israel said Yahweh. Verse 21. As for me, this is my covenant with them, said Yahweh. And my spirit, my word that is upon you, and my words which I put in your mouth, shall not depart out of your mouth, nor out of your mouth of your seed, nor out of the mouth of your seed seed, said Yahweh, from henceforth and forever. Closing statement there, young line, until we get back on tomorrow at 730. What's your conclusion? What's your closing statement behind that? Come on, take your time. Come on. I'm going to 2 Chronicles chapter 7, verse 7 through 10. 2 Chronicles chapter 7, verse 7. Moreover, Solomon hollowed the middle of the court that was before the temple of Yahweh, and there he offered burnt offerings, and the fat of the peace offerings, because... The brazen altar which Solomon had made was not able to receive the burnt offerings and the meat offerings and the fat. Verse 8. Also, at the same time, Solomon kept the feast of dedication seven days. And all Israel with them, a very great congregation, from entering in upon Mount unto the river of Egypt. Verse 9. And in the eighth day, they made a Solomon assembly, and for they kept the dedication. Of the altar, seven days. And the feast, seven days. Verse 10. And on the three and twentieth day, and on the seventh month, he sent the people away, and their tents, glad and merry and mine, for the gladness that Yahweh has shown unto David, and to Solomon, and to Israel, and to his people. Hallelujah, 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 all right, yeah, young man, that was excellent. But um, WCC said you got a little more time. Won't you uh, remember you said about a verse that's in the, the wisdom, I mean, the vision of Paul, uh, 44 through 46. But before you read that, young man, then we'll close out with that. We, we, we'll close out with that. Let's read what it says in the book of 
Thomas, verse 3, one more time. Then we'll look at, we'll look at the vision of Paul. Paul was raised from the womb, and uh, he was put in a trance in a vision to tell the children of Israel something about the coming of Yahweh. So, but what did, what did Thomas say, you know, beloved, the doubting Thomas, what did he say in verse 3 of the book of Thomas? What did he say in verse 3? Like the gospel of Thomas, covenant of Thomas, verse 3. Yahweh the tongue said, if those who lead you say to you, lo, the kingdom is in heaven, the birds of heaven will precede you. If they say to you, it is in the sea, then the fish will precede you. Rather, the kingdom is within you and outside you. Then you know yourselves. Then you should be known. You will know that you are the sons and daughters of the living Father. But if you do not know yourselves, then you are in poverty. And you yourselves are the poverty. Mm-hmm. So if you don't know yourself, if you continue to think that you are African-American, Negro in color, and Christian, and the church, you don't know yourself. The blessed name is with the church about knowing that you, at the end of your name, is Israel. That is the blessing. So you don't know yourself. So Paul was raised from the womb, and Paul was put in a vision in his house to say something in writing about something that Yahweh put on the table. Now, we got a few more minutes. We might well take them. And so WCC remind me of, you mentioned about the vision of Paul. Why don't you bring it out? We're not going to cut you off. Okay. Well, young man, you might want to bring out 44 down to verse 46. And then we'll close out. With, then we just, I'll come in and close out from there. That's good enough. we get back on tomorrow at, at 7.30 tomorrow. But what it says in the vision of Paul, verse 44, 45, and 46. And that'd be good enough, young man. Just wrap that and just deliver the knock down. 44 and 46. Come on, young man. Come on. The vision of Paul. Chapter 44 to 46. The vision of Paul. Chapter 44 reads. And I looked and saw the heaven move like a tree shaken by the wind. Suddenly, moreover, they threw themselves on their faces in the sight of the throne. And I saw 24 elders and 24,000 adorned Yahweh. And I saw an altar and veil in the throne. And all were rejoicing. And the smoke of a good odor was raised near the altar of the throne of Yahweh. And I heard a voice of one saying, For the sake of what do ye, our angels and ministers, intercede? And it cried out, saying, What intercede, saying, that your many kindness to the human race? And after, and after these things, I saw the son of Yahweh descending from heaven, and a metre was on his head. And seeing him, those who were placed in punishment and claiming all but one voice said, Have pity, son of the high Yahweh. You are he who short refreshes from all in the heavens and on earth. And on us, likewise, have pity. But since we have seen you, we have refreshment. And a voice without 
from the son of Yahweh the Father throughout all the punishments, saying, And what work have you done that you demand refreshing from me? My blood was poured out for your sake, and not even so did you repent for your sake. I wore the crowns of thorns on my head for you, and I received buckets on my cheeks, and not even so did you repent. And I asked water from hanging on the tree, and they gave me a vinegar mixed with gall, and a spirit they opened my right side for my name's sake. They slew my seer and just men. And in all these things, I gave you a place of repentance, and you were not. Now, therefore, for the sake of Michael, the archangel, and my covenant, and the angels who are with him, and because Paul, the well beloved, whom I will not vex for the sake of your brethren, who are in the world and offered oblation, and for the sake of your son, because my precepts are in them, and more for the sake of my own kindness on the day which I rose from the dead, I gave, I give to you all who are in punishment at night and a day of refreshment forever. And they all cried out and said, We bless you, son of Yahweh the Father, that you have given us a night and a day of respite. For better to us is a refreshment of one day above all the time of our life, which we are on earth. And if we have plainly known that this was intended for those who sin, we have worked. We have worked. No other work. We have done no business. We have done. We have done no sin. What need? For we, for pride in the world, for our pride is crushed, which was sin, ascended from our mouth against our name. Our plague and the sense of straightness and the tears and the words which are under us, these are much worse to us than the pain which we have been left behind us. Then they said thus, the malign angels and other penalties were angry with them, saying, How long do you live in sign? Yet for you have had pity. We had no pity, for ye have no pity, but this is the judgment of Yahweh. We have no pity, but ye receive this great mercy of a day and night refreshing on Yahweh's day for the sake of Paul, where beloved of Yahweh, who descended to you. Verse 45, and after that, the angel said to me, as you see all these things, and I said, yes, sir. And he said to me, follow me, and I will lead you into paradise, that the just who are there may see you below. They hope to see you, and they are ready to come to me, to meet you in joy and gladness. And I follow the angels and the impulse of the righteous spirit. And he placed me in paradise. He said to me, this is paradise with Adam and his wife, Aaron. Moreover, I entered paradise, and I saw the beginning of waters. And there was an angel making a sign to me. And he said to me, Observe, said he, the water. And this 
is a river, a pion, Pisa, which surrounds the land of Vervelia. And the second is Gion, which surrounds the land of Egypt and Ethiopia, Cush. And the third is Tigris, which is over against the Assyrians and against Euphrates, which waters all the land of Mesopotamia. And when I had gold inside, I saw a tree planted from whose roots water followed, I mean water flowed out from the beginning. And there were four rivers, and the spirit of Yahweh rested on that tree. And when the spirit blew, the waters flowed forth. And I said, my Yahweh, is it this tree itself which make the waters flow? And he said to me, that from the beginning, before the heavens and earth were manifest, and all things here invisible, the spirit of Yahweh was born upon the waters. But from the time when he commanded, from the time when the command of Yahweh 